Welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth and love about education. There is a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children, and I hope this ministry equips you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10-11 I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs and you are in Tennessee, Columbia, Mount Pleasant, or Hohenwall, reach out to Safe Storage at safestoragetn.com. They can take care of all your storage needs. If you would like to sponsor Free Your Children, you can find me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com and I can send you a sponsorship package. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, email. You can find me at the Borough Pulse, that's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E.com and type in my name, Tiffany Boyd, and it will take you to a page that has all of the articles I've pinned to date. And of course, all of those articles are about education. I'm also very excited about my new website that has launched. You can find that at freeyourchildren.com. So if you haven't had an opportunity to check that out, jump on the World Wide Web and take a look at that new website. In our family, I am currently reading Crimes of the Educators by Alex Newman and Samuel Blumenfeld. That's one of the books that I am currently reading. And if you haven't picked it up, I highly encourage you to do so. My children are reading The Bridge to Terabithia, and my other daughter is reading Nancy Drew currently right now. And of course, we have our daily Bible study. If you haven't started a family discipleship uh, program in your home, I highly encourage you to do that. Pick up the Bible and just start reading together as a family. I am so excited. We are kicking off a series here at Free Your Children. And it's a series that's going to shatter some of the common misconceptions about homeschooling. They say it can't be done. What's that, you may ask? Homeschooling. Single moms homeschooling. They say it can't be done. But I'm excited to be introducing you to someone today that's going to prove to you that it can be done. And our next several episodes are going to feature single moms who are homeschooling and doing a phenomenal job. Tonight's guest is Katie Ganser. Katie has homeschooled six children for almost 32 years. 15 of those years, she homeschooled four of them as a single working entrepreneur mom, and she has overcome many challenges, including escaping two abusive marriages while raising and homeschooling six children. Despite being forced into hiding due to domestic violence, she never gave up God's call to educate her children. Even while navigating through difficult times, she continued to homeschool her four children while the older two children went to college. Katie has seven grandchildren and one on the way. All of her grandchildren are being homeschooled by their parents. Katie believes homeschooling saved her children from the world's clutches. Katie loves homeschooling and believes it is a mandate from God. Katie says, nowhere in the Bible does it say to allow Caesar to raise God's children. They are entrusted to you alone. Welcome, Katie. We're so glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you, Tiffany, for having me. I'm excited as well. What a testimony. It gives me chills when I read your bio. When we were communicating via email, I was just blown away when you shared your story with me. So could you share with our listeners, why did you decide to homeschool in the first place? So I grew up in a home where my father was, he held very high regards for education. 
So I had that rest upon me and I felt the same way with my own children. So I just wanted them to have the best education. They were going to a private school at the time, a Christian private school. And on my way to drop them off, it was just preschool (laughs) and Mm -hmm. kindergarten. And on my way, I was praying and asking God for direction. I was praying and, and also telling him I wanted my children to be like these super geniuses and have these great careers. I was young. I had my first child at 18. So I was about 22 at the time. And while I was praying that my son was four at the time, he said, Mama, I want, um, can I read you a, a book? And I said, sure. So he was basically telling me a story off the top of his head. And it was the story of Zacchaeus. And he replayed, told me that story. And God, God, I heard his voice tell me, that's what I want them to be. I want them, sorry, that's <laughs> to okay. seek, seek after me and seek uh, first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added. So I was like, oh my gosh. So that was a revelation for me uh, regarding my children. And I dropped them off at preschool. And that weekend, we went to church on Sunday. And one of um, the church members announced that they were going to have a homeschool orientation meeting. It was the very first attempt at a homeschool through our church. And my husband at the time wasn't, um, you know, wasn't 100% on board. He was, you know, abusive. So he turns around and I know it was totally God and said, you know what? We should attend that meeting. Wow. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> he was, not, it was God. It was God because yes. it wasn't, he, he was speaking to him. And mm-hmm. we went to the meeting and I, I had conditions for God because I was still, doubting and I mm-hmm. said God if we you want me to homeschool this and this and this has to happen you have to have a house that we own with a special room just to teach because my <laughs> mentality at the time was <laughs> just the traditional you right. know, education from this public school system or right. you know outside the home so mm-hmm. everything came to play every not play but came to fruition God God was so merciful and and loving to me that he literally did answer my prayer. I was such a young Christian. So, you know, of little faith <laughs> right. and giving God conditions, you know, but he was very loving, loving to me and everything I asked for, it just kind of just fell into place, which was totally God. And yeah, it was just basically my uh, God. It was a calling from God directly. And what, me. what year was this Katie that you started your homeschool journey? It was in 90, 1990. Oh, wow. So you were just coming on the front end of homeschooling. Really, it hadn't been legalized very long. Oh, for sure. Yes. And we were living in California. That's why I, oh, was, wow. raised, I, was, I was raised in California. We just moved to North Carolina in December. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, that, yes. That, so you've been, you were one of the pioneering homeschool families back in the day. I was just following the pioneers. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Soaking everything in, you know, yes. I'm, I'm like that. I want to learn. I want, I, you know, teach me, you know, I, I'm always looking for absolutely and now with your experiences and your testimony you have become the teacher for many tell us a little bit about your homeschool journey as a single working mom because you have been homeschooling you homeschooled for years as a single mom correct yes definitely what Um, did what did that look like for you for you Thank God I was already at the point where I, I knew this was God's calling forever. Like, mm-hmm. this is it. This is 
what God has intended for us. So um, I didn't have a doubt. I just had to fight for that through courts. And so thank God, God spoke to the judge and was like, we're not changing this. These kids have been homeschooling for 15 years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it was totally God. And I was just so grateful for that. So that was basically my main fear of not being able to homeschool them. But God was so faithful and he always provided. I, I um, had um, a business that I started and worked around it with my kids in mind, their homeschooling. I had a great support system. And um, yeah, of course, there were times that were like everybody has, you know, doubts of just, am I good enough? Or, right. you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I, but you know what? God called me. If he wanted another parent, my kids would be with someone else. So he and, I, and, and I think you touched on it when you said, you know, there are times that we have doubts. That's the enemy. He plants those seeds of doubts in our mind. Yes. And, yes. Yes. And he wants us to feel like we are not equipped. And we are equipped and we're equipped because God equips us. And particularly if you are a Christian homeschool family that feels like God is calling you to homeschool your children because you want to make sure that they have a biblical worldview. Well, of course, God is going to equip you to be able to do that. Yes, for sure. And that was the foundation. And I know that that is what saved my kids. Mm-hmm. From just even being in an abusive home by their father, to continuing to turn to God, you know, I would tell them, you know, I'm going to fail you. Your father will fail you. The world's going to fail you. People will fail you, but God will never fail you. Absolutely. And to, sorry, <laughs> and to be able to teach them that daily is just a, yes. a gift. It's a gift. And, mm-hmm. you know, sending your children to school every day, they don't hear truth. In your lives all day long. Yep. Absolutely. If your children are in government schooling, they're being taught for thousands of hours throughout their school career that their faith is a lie. Yes, exactly. And, you know, who they are in Christ, Mm -hmm. what their worth is, their value. And their value comes from Christ, from God. That's where your worth comes. Amen. I get a lot of questions from homeschooling moms that are contacting for your children single homeschooling moms specifically, and they want to know how, how am I supposed to do this financially? So how did you navigate the financial aspect of being a single mom and homeschooling? Because I know that you told me that you did not accept any government assistance, correct? Correct. Yes, I did not. I, um, I mean, I know I just keep saying it's God. He was faithful. It's just, I don't want to be repetitive, but that's all I had. You know, I, I, I just turned to God for everything. And I knew that if he didn't provide it, he didn't need it. So mm-hmm. I would cling to his word that he's going to provide all of our needs. And if my children didn't need to be in gymnastics or didn't need to have extracurricular activity, if it wasn't provided, they didn't need it. And I was okay with that. I wasn't afraid to be able to do other things or look for other activities that were available to us through the church or through other avenues that they would be able to get that well-rounded education at home. And I saw them as different aspects, you know, of their life, different facets, you know, their spiritual, their Mm -hmm. physical, their emotional, their intellectual so I try to provide that, those resources. And sometimes, you know, they weren't free, 
but I, I researched and I, you know, you have groups now that there's other moms that have encountered that and have resources. Yes. So that's what I turned to. I turned to the web looking for resources for them. And I knew that if it was that if we didn't have it, then we didn't need it. Yeah, I think that's a very valid point. I think that the general public doesn't understand that one of the goals of compulsory schooling, government schools that we have today was to create consumers. So yeah. there's a misconception among parents and, and we are a consumer nation. We, you know, we're obsessed with buying and having. And I think that parents get caught up in the aspect of wanting to make sure that their children are doing everything under the sun. And of course, all of these different activities are expensive. And I think they lose sight in the big picture, which is what is more important, is that they have present parents or a parent that is involved in their life and that pours into their life and it is taking the time to teach them a biblical worldview. And that's far more important than gymnastics or ball or, you know, music lessons or any of those things that run that gamut that cost money. All of those things can go away and your children will still be okay if you're doing what God expects you to do, which is to disciple your own children. Yes, definitely. And that was my intention was to give them Christ and then everything else will be added to them. Give them the love of learning. His mm -hmm. wisdom, you know, is precious. And, you know, Scott says to seek after wisdom. Yes. And, and, and you yes. touched on something else when you said that there are other moms that are in the same predicament. And that's true. And within the homeschooling community here where we live, and I know that this this is available in, in other states across the nation because I'm connected to homeschoolers across the United States. There are co-ops for homeschool families, which are free. And those co-ops, parents take the time, take their time to teach whatever their specialty is. And so you can benefit from that within a homeschooling community and it doesn't cost you anything. Oh, yes, definitely. In the church, mm -hmm. you know, my children liked acting, a couple of them. And so they were, we had the church, they had church plays. Our homeschool group had drama and it was, it was included. It was free. And there's also scholarships for other activities that you might not have the funds for. And if that's, again, you know, we don't want to, and, and that was my, my, also my conviction. I don't need to push my kids outside the home. The whole purpose mm -hmm. is for me to, to disciple them, right? to prepare them for the world, not just continue to throw them out that they need to be. I was, you know, I don't want to be another public school, <laughs> right? You know, I'm a mom and, and what is my job as a mother? And also I did use those opportunities though, to, to see what they've learned at home mm -hmm. and what I need to work on. So I would use those opportunities to teach them how to handle certain situations, but they were safe environments. They were in an environment that it was controlled environment. It wasn't just thrown out there to right. the wolves. <laughs> you know, it was somewhere where we can practice what we believe. We could practice what we've learned. And it was their turn. You know, it was a little freedom to see, okay, let's go out there and, and live this. And, and, and it was great because they were, it was, wasn't a controlled atmosphere and where they were still able to have that freedom to choose. And mm -hmm. not have, oh, I'm, I'm doing this because my family does or because I was taught that. No, do you believe it? Right. Absolutely. Believe it for yourself. Did, did your church play a big part in your homeschool journey? 
Yes, it did. It did. And I had a lot of support. I actually, that the lady that announced the beginning of our homeschool group, she's the reason I, I moved to North Carolina no, oh, wow. 31 years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she mm-hmm. she uh, moved to North Carolina after 10 years at, you know, in California that I've had known her. And then I, my intention was to, to live here eventually. So God does answer, you know, I've, I've just looked back in my life and see his answered prayers. Right. So my prayers that he's answered. So yes, it's been very, uh, it's, a, it's a deep impact in my life and that's, the support. That's wonderful because what I hear often and what I've seen myself is that there aren't many churches that really support homeschooling. And there are families that are struggling and they are looking to their church for that support but they aren't receiving it. So tell us about your support system. What type of support system did you have as a single mom trying to navigate the world of homeschooling? I had other moms that were homeschooling as well. If I had, like I said, I had my own business and, you know, I tried to schedule appointments around my children's education, around their activities, around my children. You know, it's not always the case. It's not, you know, life doesn't always work out the way you want exactly. And I was blessed to have other women, homeschool moms that were either single moms or uh, married that were able to take my kids to our co-op or mm-hmm. maybe take them to an activity that I wasn't able to. And I trusted them. Mm-hmm. So they were there to support and encourage me and my children and their children were a big support for my children. So we never felt alone right. in this and- journey. Yes, and support groups are so important. And I encourage you, if you're a single mom and you're homeschooling and you don't feel like you have a support group, I encourage you to create your own. I know that when we started our homeschool journey almost 20 years ago now, one of the things that I felt like our community needed, and of course, I'm going to date myself here, but that was back before social media. So you couldn't just jump on the computer and connect, you know, with people all over the United States or in your area to set up times for you to meet or do activities or any of that. You, It was the old fashioned way. You had to seek them out, call them on the phone. I don't even think texting was a thing then. So I had to create our own support group and I founded a community, a Christian based community service group. And it started out as a way for just teens. And then that grew and changed over time as families changed and the dynamics within the group changed. And then we opened it up to families of all ages. But I will encourage you if you feel like there's a need, if you're a single homeschooling mom and you're wanting to homeschool and you don't feel like there's a support group, I encourage you to start your own support group so that you can support and encourage one another. And then to go to your church and explain to them what you feel like God's calling is on your life and and what the what the importance of biblical education plays and where you feel like the church should be in all of this and work with your pastor and see if that the church if they're not already will set up some programs to help you be able to to navigate homeschooling. What do you say yes. to people, Katie, that say single moms can't homeschool? I tell them that's a lie from the devil. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is a lie from the devil. It, he doesn't, he wants your children, you mm-hmm. know, he wants them. So going to try everything to discourage you. It is possible. It's not impossible. It's just more challenging. Mm-hmm. And um, if you, 
uh, truly believe that this is what God intended for your children, then you're going to make it uh, work. I asked God and I prayed and I, I've seen his hand in everything, uh, even with just curriculum. God, what curriculum do I, math, I'm struggling with math because I, it's too dry for me. I want to be able to teach it with some happiness. Right. <laughs> and, he would, yeah. <laughs> and he would either provide speakers or friends or a blog or a video on uh, someone that has a new curriculum, you know, or a different curriculum. Mm-hmm. So even to the smallest details, God is in the details. God is there. God is just waiting for you to ask. So he will direct you. It might not be the way I homeschooled mm-hmm. because God, you know, right straight with crooked lines. <laughs> right. And he will direct you in your own journey. And it might not be, it doesn't have to be structured in like the public school or yes. even the private schools. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that most people have attended public school or some type of institution, even if it institutionalized learning, if it, even if it is not public school, even in the private schools, they're still predominantly modeled after our government schooling model. So can you speak a little bit about that as far as it doesn't have to be structured the same way? Yes. Because if you study the education in American, you know, American mm-hmm. education, the history of it, mm-hmm. they took their model from Prussia, from yes. Germany, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't want right. <laughs> not what we want. So from the beginning, the model that they chose was not a biblical model. Correct. You know, so, you know, when you read the Bible, you see families you see unity. And as long as you are directing your children, doesn't have to be in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, it could be whatever time you have available, because obviously, you also need to provide, you know, for them financially, mm-hmm. but you can work around it, the children want to learn. Yes. And I what helped me was just giving them the love of learning. Mm-hmm. So if you work on that, then everything else is just because they're going to love to learn. They're going to want to learn. They're not perfect and it's not easy, but that's your job to teach that life isn't going to be easy. Good things don't come easy, you know? Absolutely. So they're your kids. It's your home. Mm-hmm. And you have that freedom to structure it the way you need to, to fit your family. And I'm glad you're touching on this because I think sometimes parents need the permission <laughs> to, to make it their own and to customize it because they've been so conditioned to believe that homeschooling has to occur at a certain time each day and it has to be finished by a certain time each day. And I tell families often, it you know, you can work, you can homeschool on the weekends. You can homeschool mm-hmm. through the week. You can homeschool in the evening, in the morning. It's You can customize it to fit your family's needs. And it's important for them they hear me say it all the time. It's great to have someone else saying the same thing. <laughs> no, yes, I totally believe in that. It's your your family. Thank God we're making we're made uniquely. <laughs> we're all unique, and so your family is unique. And right. you're going to homeschool with God's direction for your specific family. And and you know the enemy comes in as well, and and you know compares you to another homeschool mom mm-hmm. that maybe she her plan is. It's structured and, and every hour is planned. Mm-hmm. But that's how she, who she is and how their family functions. 
but that doesn't mean that's the only way or the right right way or, you know, so we need to, I encourage everybody to not look outside and just look at you and your family and God and have Mm -hmm. him direct you and be at peace with that because it's the enemy, enemy trying to discourage you. It absolutely is. And I always really, I I won't say I hate that people ask me this because I I understand they have questions and and they're just trying to get a better understanding of what homeschooling looks like. But I hesitate. I guess that's a better word to, to use to describe this. I hesitate when people ask me, what does your homeschool schedule look like? Because I don't want them to copy what I do because my family is unique and your family is going to be unique too. And what works for me may not work for your family. And you need to learn what works best for your family and customize it so that there's joy in the learning process. You expounded a little bit upon that just a minute ago when you said you want to teach a love of learning. And that is really the premise behind homeschooling. We want to teach children how to learn and we want to foster that love of learning so it doesn't stop when their formal schooling stops most definitely that was you know second to seeking the kingdom of god that was my goal exactly. to love wisdom yes. and to love learning and the more they have a love of learning they're going to seek out like you mm-hmm. said outside the home and it will give them tools too against the enemy's you know warfare it, oh yeah you know it does because yes. the more you're you seek wisdom the more tools you have to fight the battle absolutely and what a wonderful opportunity we have as homeschool parents because we have all these years with our children to disciple them and to teach them what we believe and to teach them God's word and it equips them so that when they go out into the world they can defend their faith they know what they believe And they're fully discipled. And then when they have to face the world, they can defend their faith. I think that's what I'm seeing lots of kids that have graduated, young adults have graduated and launched out into the world. And they don't understand, they don't even know what they believe because they haven't been discipled. And I think that's why we have so many, one of the reasons why we have so many youth falling away from the church is because they haven't been discipled. They don't, they can't defend their faith. They don't know what they believe. They haven't read the Bible. They're, they're not even familiar with the tenets of their of the faith that they say that they ascribe to. Exactly. And that's what I was able to enroll my kids or enlist my kids in activities where it is like say swimming. It's a small group, but they were able to encounter other mm-hmm. children yeah. that weren't necessarily Christian. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, you know, let's see if this is what this is what you want. Is this Mm -hmm. really living in you? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I'm not raising little robots. I'm not like the world says brainwashing, you know, I'm giving them a love for God and his word and to seek him in everything. And when they do, they see the peace and the joy. They feel it. They, Mm -hmm. they see it and the, the, the confidence and, you know, the just compared to the world, you know, and I didn't want to raise children that were going to leave the faith because I made them, right. you know, I'm, no, I want them to love God. I, mm-hmm. I, that's, I want them to. And so. Right. Well, and homeschooling, home, homeschooling creates independent thinkers. I mean, yes, what we do, exactly. The public school system, the government school system, it was never created to create independent thinkers. It was created to create factory workers. 
exactly. <laughs> and you follow rules and you do mm-hmm. as you're told. So I think it, and you don't question and yes. homeschoolers are the exact opposite of that. So I get a little bit tickled when I hear people insinuate that homeschoolers have been brainwashed and, and that's simply not true because that's kind of the last frontier of children who are being taught to think critically and think independently <laughs> and, and they question and they go out and they explore things and they most of them are on a path of self-education so if there's something that they're interested in they'll take it upon themselves to go and learn more about that so for those that think that the school system the the government school system creates independent thinkers is just a false narrative because that was never its intended purpose exactly exactly and and that's the beauty of having your children to be independent thinkers. I have a friend that asked me, oh, so what, um, you know, my kids are in college and mm-hmm. what are they studying? And when I told her, you know, five of them, because I still have one that's, you know, at home still, um, they said, oh, my gosh, they're all so different. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. That that's was right. my goal because yes. they're their own person. God has a plan for you. And I, yeah. we get to be a part of that plan mm-hmm. and get to cultivate. And I was just offering resources to cultivate that for them to pursue right. it. So when they graduated from high school, my homeschool high school, they knew, they knew what they wanted to pursue. They weren't lost. They mm-hmm. weren't, oh, I don't know. You know, because that's like you said, that's the, the school system, the public school system. They mm-hmm. want you to be lost right? and not know who you are, what you want to be, what you want to do, you know, not know your calling. So yes. we're preparing them for that. And that was my focus. I'm preparing these children for adulthood mm-hmm. or life. And it was great. And then when my friend pointed out they were all different, I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. So before we wind this up tonight, Katie, Tell me what advice or tell our listeners what advice you would give the single moms that think they can't homeschool. What would you say to them? I would encourage them to just love their children mm-hmm. and to seek God for direction. And it's not impossible. It's just challenging, but nothing good comes easy. And That's right. this is these are lives that you're molding and you can do a much better job than a stranger. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Yes, you're exactly right, Katie. Thank you so much. We so much appreciate your wonderful words of encouragement tonight. And I know so many people will be blessed listening to this. And if you are a single mother and you think that you can't homeschool, you absolutely can. And God equips. I want to take some time again to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs, reach out to safestoragetn.com. They'll take care of those for you. I want to leave you with this. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16, We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless. <laughs>